Bam 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 Welcome back, listeners. It's Go Help Yourself. I'm Lisa Linky. I'm Misty Stinnett. And this is a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. Each week, we read and review and rate and... Readily tell you the information of... Of a popular self-help book in order to help you because you don't have time for that. You don't got time. You are busy. You're like You us. are stressed. You, you are late. Right now, you're you're late for something. Don't we tell me Maybe they're not. Shh. <laughs> We're trying to relate to you. Do you see what I'm saying? So the point is, we're reading the books. So you don't have to. Or if you love what you're hearing, go out and buy it. Support, Support the, the printed word um, because it's <laughs> fading. And you're listening on a podcast. It's proof. You are killing <laughs> media. Now, listen, I want you to know that um, if you're list tuning in for the first time, you may have picked an episode that you want to go back no, on. Welcome and you're welcome. Well, just stick with it. Be surprised. I'm not. I'm not welcoming you. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, Lisa is very suspicious of people telling her what to do. Who are you? Who are you? And I'm like, I love a good suggestion. Yeah. Misty is really good at taking any piece of work, whether it's fantastic or truly. A work Horrifying. of shit, and finding some <laughs> golden nugget that she can use to make her life better. It's it's a it's a skill. I it's really an art. appreciate you working the words shit and nugget into the same sentence. Thank oh, and you. we cuss. We do. You should know. So if you've got young kids in the car who <laughs> are mimicking late. everything you do, turn it off. Now um, that's that, and, and <laughs> so we're reading it. We're reading these books, and we're sucking out the marrow of what's good. <laughs> And uh, we're telling you to avoid what's bad so that you can go on with your very busy life and you don't have to uh, read the time. And we're saving you money if you don't want to buy the book. But at parties, you're still going to sound so smart and informed. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. And you can just take this life-changing, self-altering uh, perspective. The, the, you, can, you can get the life-changing magic of... Um, tidying your mind. Thank you. The way everyone has been... Begging you, or maybe you're, overtly, yeah, discreetly, or you were like, "It's when it's time to change, you got to rearrange." Mm -hmm. That's a Brady Bunch, um, and I'm older Self than help. she is. I watched the Brady Bunch Do you remember religiously. That one? Heather, did we? Yeah. Also, we have a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> this is part two, and Misty's sister Heather my, is here. My Hello. big sister is here. <laughs> Her name is Heather. She's right. pretty fucking cool. I think I'll keep her as my big sister. I think you should. Also, I think that's what's happening. We spent. Well, we'll talk about it. Last. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's I like what, you. And then she threw her head back and laughed deliciously, which <laughs> is <laughs> why. <I love> <laughs> yeah. um, last episode, she presented the first couple chapters from. The Self-Driven Child, The Science and Sense of Giving Your Kids More Control Over Their Lives yes. by neur clinical neuropsychologist William Sticksrude. PhD, who we call Bill, mm -hmm. and Ned Johnson, a motivational coach. Which, uh, as you know, are Bill and Ned. Bill Thank and Ned. Yeah. Also, his name Excellent. is Sticksrude. 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 I was saying Sticksrude, but then my audiobook said Sticksrude. I was like, oh, good to I, know. I love it. Mm -hmm. Also, um, we were hanging on every single word it's of this book. Mm -hmm. it, this is one of the most fascinating books I've heard presented so yeah. far. Um which is not a slight to you. It's just a great... I'm oh, gonna... I hadn't taken it a second okay. until now. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going to do a quick recap for yes. our listeners. Please if they do. don't want to go back, although you should because it's... Well, our limiting. point is we decided to turn it into a two-part yes. episode, yes. which is rare for us. We've only done it twice before mm -hmm. in our 60-some episodes. In our long history. In our right. long, long history. So here's a quick recap. Last week, Heather brought in a book. We learned a little bit about her. She's a teacher. She's going to be... The future Betsy DeVos, I'm going to save our education And by system. future Betsy DeVos, we mean the correct version of Thank who should you. be in that position. Um, on, the, on the correct timeline. <laughs> she works at a in a school that focuses on personalization learning, mm -hmm. which is where I thought they just said the kids' names more often. No. But it's really about meeting children where they're at. <laughs> That's right. Instead of a regimented, uh, rudimentary yeah. curriculum. That's right. She's cool. She's funny. She's nice. She's wildly experienced and specialized. Heather actually went to Rotterdam last summer to get... Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Rotterdam! 
very close. It was Harlem, yes, in the Netherlands, yes. Harlem, amazing. No. Did you fly into Rotterdam? Why did I keep talking to you about Rotterdam? I don't know, but it was Harlem, but it, it was awesome. Okay, great. Well, yeah. cool, cool, cool. In my mind. Yes. So, how did you like Rotterdam? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't. back to the recap. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Bill and Ned are uh, mm-hmm. prophesizing to us, that's right, that we mm-hmm. need to stop teaching children in kind of like this. You must learn this way. Mm-hmm. And parents, because I say so. Yes, that's not right. an authoritative or a. a permissive no not an autocratic autocratic or, or permissive which is like you must do because i tell you or mm-hmm. can we meet cool friends right mm-hmm. and instead be an authoritative mm-hmm. which is um, a consultant based approach mm-hmm. helping children learn how to make decisions on their own That's so right. that yeah. they build that skill and will become better equipped to make decisions as they grow yes, exactly and some super quick nuggets the most stressful thing in the world for kids is them feeling like they have no sense of control mm-hmm. and anybody by and the way. anybody yep. oh right so um heather so beautifully pointed out that this is a book for everyone so mm-hmm. anytime you hear your child or your kid in this book you, you could substitute it for your yourself inner child. Mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. so yourself and i don't know if bill and ned would endorse that but you know what i mean i'm going to go with it because this book You're is helping no, it's, me it's personally it's already well. resonating with me but mm-hmm. but kids who have no sense of control even if they come from a really great family background and mm-hmm. are in a lot of with a lot of curricular con- control they end up yeah. feeling like mm-hmm. they have no control and it can lead to suicide and depression and all sorts of things later mm-hmm. in life so um highly recommend listening to the first part of this episode it blew our minds mm-hmm. and we are going to pick up are we in chapter 4 we're almost in chapter four. Yeah, we got okay, all the way through chapter three, but there is there is a little bit of practical advice that I want to nice. share. Take uh, us yeah. there. And just for you listening, this is very practical. Paul slash Patty slash Pat, which is gender neutral. Yes, exactly. And um, uh, they, the chapters are structured that at the end she has uh, or they have written what to do tonight. That's right. Um, and they give great caveats. They mm-hmm. seem oh to God. be inclusive and we're very happy about That's that. This right. is like maybe the most Misty Lisa friendly book. This is like covered. a super common sense book, but like we said, like some of the stuff it sounds obvious when you hear it, but until you hear it until you verbalize you it, yeah. you don't have the language That's for right. it. Yeah. Exactly. You're caught up. Heather. Right. All right. Take us away. So in the last chapter we talked a bit about what saying it's your call. And letting your kids make decisions can look Mm, like. Becoming the umpires of their life. Exactly. Right. Setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Making sure they're safe. I want to share a little bit about what that could look like at different stages. Okay. Okay. So for toddlers, this could be simple, like letting them choose between two outfits. Mm -hmm. Let them choose which shoes to wear, for Mm -hmm. instance. Let Mm -hmm. them choose whether to play with blocks or whether to paint. Mm -hmm. Pretty straightforward. Right. With preschoolers, free choice time is really important. Because when they play in unstructured ways, they learn how to make decisions about how to manage their time. Mm-hmm. So giving giving your preschoolers a chance to play in their own way on their own terms is important because that shows them that they're not just a tag along to your life, that they have a life of their own to nurture. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. For elementary schools, uh, elementary school age kids, um, offering choices about activities to participate in after school, what foods to eat mm. to stay healthy, do helping with the meal planning. Or yes. hip hop. Do you exactly. want to eat an what apple would you or a banana? Right. Yes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Soccer or taekwondo or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Right? So saying to them, um, you know, I I wanna I wanna help you make a good decision, that's really important. Mm-hmm. So they give a really good example here. And this is something this a scenario that might come up. I understand you really want to go to the movie opening tonight. I will let you make the decision, but let's think through pros and cons. Because it's opening night, the line will probably be very long, so we'll have to get there early and wait. It's cold outside, so you might be cold. But getting to see the movie on opening night with others who are excited to be there, too, will be fun. If they decide to go, say, great. Now let's think of a plan B in case it doesn't work the way we want it to. If you get tired or if there are no good seats available, how do you think we should handle that? So asking your kids, how do you think we should handle that? You'd be surprised, even if they've never had to think about that before. They'll come up with some good. They've watched enough some good TV that, yeah. they've, that they've actually seen what to yeah. do. And you can, <laughs> right. in talking about that beforehand, 
even if it's just on the way, it's a two-minute conversation, but it can save you a meltdown. Yeah, it level sets. Because right. they might not anticipate that, and that could really throw them off in that moment. Right. Like, this is something they oh, wanted. Oh, man. So front load everything. Talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, here's, okay, the plan B thing is huge because you really want them to think through, what happens if this doesn't go my way? Right. What might I do? And then that makes it so much easier in the moment <laughs> where you say, you know what? I knew that might happen. So here's what we decided. Because what they have a sense of life. control. That's right. What happens in life? What happens in life? This is important for anyone to do all the time. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So with middle schoolers, involving them in the choice of where to attend middle school is a big one. Okay. Mm. That's the time when kids are forming their identity and they might have different priorities than you do. They might want to go to a school where they can be with more friends oh. and less academic rigor mm-hmm. or... They might choose the vice versa. It's important to let them have some input onto that. You know, and middle obviously that doesn't work the, for everyone, but it's in, it's important. Middle school yeah. for me was mm-hmm. the most volatile time. Yeah. Of middle school anything. sucks. It's the it worst sucks. time of life. Honestly, middle it really is. Sucks. Are doing the Lord's work. They really Seriously. are. They really are. Yes. I wonder how you can sort of create a choice though if you're in a. A yeah. school district where there aren't choices. Right. You know, Heather and I grew up in a small town oh, yeah, and it's same. like there was Here, I got there it. one yeah. middle school. But like, do you want to be liked or do you want to be uh, smart? <laughs> <laughs> and then help them cr- pro- pros and cons of each. Right. But yeah. it's the same middle school. Yeah. Yeah. No, the it's thing is, though, like helping, oh, them great. To, got it. Got helping them to choose their classes and their activities sure. and how they're going to approach their work. Oh, is, right. Is giving really them important. more of a sense of control right. over even if there's only one yes. option. Mm-hmm. How do we customize this option? Got do you want to yeah. have your virginity at the end of eighth grade or do you want to <laughs> oh lose my God. it? Lisa, that it's dark, so but soon. it's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh. High schoolers. Now, there's a thing. This is a great term. Hyper-rational. Okay. Now, high schoolers, people think that they think they're immortal. They don't. They actually, the research shows that they really don't think that they're immortal, but they overemphasize the potential positive outcomes Mm. in a certain situation. It'll all go right. So that's what (laughs) hyper-rational means. Exactly. Exactly. So it's really important to share the positive outcomes or, or the, and the negative outcomes and concerns mm-hmm. okay. because of that. So if they don't want to listen to pros and cons, just impose a consequence. Like, all right, we don't have to talk through this. You can just lose the car for three days instead. Very practical. Or tell them, <laughs> I have confidence like in ultimatum. your ability to make informed decisions about your own life and learn from your mistakes. So just always emphasizing that you really care about your kids being Lisa's triggered. I tell you about yeah. I know we're and I know we have a lot to cover I'm just yeah. going to tell you a thing that my dad did Wait. I think my dad was a little uh, it's not authorita- it's authoritative authoritative mm-hmm. the, the word sounds not authoritarian wrong. right <laughs> yeah uh, I was late for curfew my dad had a thing he was like here's the Old deal Rio. I was a freshman in high school okay. he said um, I'm never going to wonder for one minute where you are so if the curfew is 10pm at 10.01 that's it you have I'm I that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if you're not here at ten and you're driving back and it's nine fifty mm-hmm. and you know you're not gonna make it home by ten, you need to pull over to a payphone. Because it was mm-hmm. before then. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Heather um, and I used payphones. Mm-hmm. It was before, school. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And totally. he was like, You need to call and let me know. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You just need to know. So I was like, Okay, yeah. One night, home late, ten ten. And he was sitting up waiting, and he mm-hmm. said, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. And I was like, oh, just 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So then he, said, he called me into his office, and he said, here's the deal. I am never going to wonder for one minute where you are. So you can either be uh, grounded for one week now, mm-hmm. no phone, no TV, no nothing, or you can have no punishment and promise me that that will never happen again. Nice. And if uh, if that does happen again, you will be grounded for one month, no TV, mm. no phone, no mm. friends. And he said, I'm going to give you a few minutes to think about it. And he started mm-hmm. working and I was standing there squirming like, can I do that? Can I do that? And finally I go, okay. And he never wondered for one minute where I was. That's to amazing. the point that when I was, this is a story for another time, in the police station at a minute, <gasps> to, at a minute <laughs> to midnight, I said to the detective, excuse what? me, but I need to use your phone. And he was mm-hmm. like, not until you're processed. And I said, Excuse me, in one minute, my dad will wonder where I am, and that's not acceptable. I cannot be grounded for a month, no matter what. Okay. He was like, I understand that. And I called my dad from the police station. So that sounds to me 
He didn't talk through the pros and cons, right. but he knew that I could figure it out. He knew that yeah. you could Well, you were out. at the stage, right? Yeah. You're a freshman in high school, so and you I, got more I had that. To and he out knew that I... you knew what the yeah, what later, this was all about, too. So I, Later, we're that's all going to need to hear the rest of that story. Oh, right. See, well, I think Bill and Ned would be on board with your dad saying that. I think they would say that his logic was... Excellent. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I was looking you in the eyes trying to make the connection okay, happen. Sorry. Exactly. Okay, great so, job. Great job. There actually is a story in the book about um, a girl who was 15 and went to a party and was drinking and she passed out and got a concussion. And so one of the questions in the book is like, well, what if this happens? What do you say then? Very cool. You know, you let her do her own thing and here's what happened. So they said you can impose consequences about, like, which parties she can go to or, like, how she needs to communicate with you around that or call me if you, you know, Mm -hmm. have something to drink. But also still say, I am confident that you can learn from this experience, Mm -hmm. right? When something bad happens like that, and that's bad, right? You don't want your kids to go through that, and you don't want to go through that as a family, right? You still got to emphasize the learning, Mm -hmm. right? If something like that happens, you don't just shut it down and Mm -hmm. she has no social life for the rest of school, Mm -hmm. right? If you emphasize that learning, she's going to learn from it. Yeah. Right? She's going to one way or the other, and she can, you know, hate you for cutting her off, or she can appreciate that you supported her. Mm-hmm. So oh. that's amazing. And so they asked this question, like, you know, parents often ask us, but what if they make a really bad decision that messes them up? And they say, well, you know what? Think about it. I want you to tell me what which decisions you made in middle and high school that still haunt you today. I bet it's not really many of them. Just the one when I killed a man. You yeah, know, just, that. just that. Everybody's got one. But of you those. know, yeah, we all have that. Yeah, it's all fine. You have literal, literal skeletons in the closet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So now we're on to chapter four: the non-anxious presence. Okay. Oh. Okay. So this is what you want to be for your kids: the non-anxious presence. There's a lot of great research in this chapter, but I'm just going to do the broad strokes. Right. Anxiety is contagious. Period. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Regardless of your DNA, the anxiety around kids is the greatest predictor of anxiety disorders developing within them Mm -hmm. they will feel it like our brains our mirror neurons can sense when somebody around us is anxious or Mm -hmm. upset so you can think you're doing the best job in the world of playing it cool you're not your kids can sense it god we are really like superhumans yes just by being regular humans it's so true so they ask you to that one really got Lisa (laughs) yes So they say, remember when you first took the wheel of a car? Yes. It was probably really exhilarating for you. Oh, my God. And it probably scared the shit out of your parents. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they were working very hard to remain calm. Exactly. Do you remember the time that you were backing up in the carport and the door was open and I didn't have the words to tell you the door was open and you kept backing up and then you ripped the door off the car? I think about that literally every time I back up the car. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you learned from it. I learned from it. I bet you never back up I, with the car doors so open. Sucked. Oh, my God. That sucked. Anyway, and but you learned. I got to say, though, like, I was so anxious about that, and you were so anxious about that. I was so anxious. And Mom totally played it cool, and she calmed me down, and it was amazing. So, um, sorry. it's very important. Story Way air. to go, Mom. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. So... Our anxiety is seeping into our kids, right? Children don't need perfect parents, Mm-mm. but they benefit greatly from parents who are non-anxious presences. Would they benefit greatly from parents who fucking yeah. take CBD. That's right. Da-da-da. Oh, my God, everybody. Quick, take your cannabis. Everyone move to California better. where it's That's legal. Right. Take an edible. Yes. So studies have shown that other than that... Other than showing your child love and affection, managing your own stress is the best thing you can do to be an effective parent. Damn. Holy shit. Self-care. 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 Manage your own hashtag. Becky with the self-care. Thank you. That's really good. Becky with the good self-care. Oh, my God. I love it. So they say... Put on your own oxygen mask before helping others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fix your own anxiety and stress before you can help others. Like, it's it's essential. Kids, Cool. So I'll be a parent in, like, 15, 16 years. Oh, yes, cool. Exactly. Once I've mastered all of this. Totally. Well, no, you learn by doing so. You know, it's okay. That's what this book teaches Thanks, us. sis. Exercise those muscles by using them. So kids are great observers. 
but lousy interpreters. Nice. They're very likely to think you're mad at them if you're upset about something. They sure. will take it all upon themselves. Because they're trying oh to make sense God, of the world. Oh my God, poor so, babies. Yeah, no. I mean, I see this at home. I see this at school. If I'm upset about something, they automatically think, oh my God, did I do something wrong? Yeah, right? because they're the center of the universe at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, their brains are still developing. They don't have the oh. ability to understand yet this might not have anything to do with oh, me. That, and also they don't have a life experience. They That's don't have, right. They're, they're just They can't say, oh, oh God, she's just pissed about something. I'm just going to chill. That's, yeah, yeah, they're not like, well, mom is true. whatever again. They're like, well, I must have pissed her off. I see this all the time. That's absolutely correct. Oh. So um, your mirror neurons in your brain and your amygdala Okay, am I saying that? I amygdala. Say amygdala. Amygdala, of course. Mean they can perceive your stress at a very micro level. Mm-hmm. So sharing things with them, even hard things, can help your family stay in sync. There's a really touching story in the book about this family who had a really anxious, um, I think she was a preteen or a teenage daughter, and the mom had, she developed cancer, and they didn't want to tell the daughter <sighs> because she was already super anxious about stuff. And so, you know, Bill or Ned, one of them, shared with the family, like, actually, she's going to know something's wrong and she's going to take that on herself. So if you talk about the situation, it will give her some sense of control and figure out how she can fit into that yeah. situation and help out. Yeah. So actually what they what they did was they took that advice and they talked her through everything that was going on. Holy shit. And that helped the whole family to be on the same page. That's great. And they didn't have to hide it and because she would have picked it up and internalized it yeah. anyway. Well, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's it's interesting how telling your child about a cancer diagnosis can be less damaging that's right than pretending everything's okay that's really yes, fascinating exactly so they really suggest family therapy um, as a way to combat anxiety uh, there was a really interesting study in there I'm going to try to remember you know just the broad strokes of it that families who you know they tested three different scenarios mm-hmm. families who had absolutely no intervention with anxiety families who went to family therapy and families who were given literature to read about anxiety. And with each of those groups, I mean, you could predict it. The ones who went to therapy had the least anxiety disorders developed wow. in their kids. Okay. The ones who had the pamphlets, it was, you know, less. less. Helpful. That's right. And the ones who didn't, it was like 30% of those kids developed mm-hmm. anxiety disorders. My. Yeah. So they talk a little oh, bit in this chapter God. as well about epigenetics, which is a field of genetics that says that you have certain genes that can get triggered and yep. switched on and, and off based on, on the off, environment right, right, right. and what's Which is going on fascinating yeah so like this yeah, yeah. it it can be in your control whether your kid develops an anxiety disorder or not so be aware and or maybe not 100 percent in your control but you right you have some you have some control, control over, over whether you or can not. give yourself right. a better statistical that's right. chance yes. that's right yes. yeah right yeah you you do have some influence over this that's so it's influence. really really important to be aware of your own anxiety and to take action when you need to and then they make a really great point. Calm is contagious, too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and remember, one way to help yourself stay calm is when your kid has a problem. Remember, it's your child's life, not yours. His problems are his problems, not yours. I know it's hilarious like, to read it. I got 99 problems, yes. but my kid ain't one. That's Thank right. you. <laughs> you feel me? Um, Good luck with your problems. No, yes. no, no. I can immediately think of some people I know where mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is happening. And I yeah. can't believe that this happened yeah. to my child. And it's like. Fuck out, dude. Right. You're like Should you're on the wine with a spritzer. If you come in like, frantic and frazzled, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you think is gonna happen? Yeah. 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 So they say a good way to do this is to act. A C T. A accept the problem. Mm-hmm. C choose to be supportive and calm through that problem. Mm-hmm. And T take action by offering to help. Accept it. Right. Calm the fuck down. Right. And just take some action. So don't flip your lid if your kid fails his fractions test. If your kid drops the popsicle. Right. Yeah. First of all, accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second of all, calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Third of all, get them another popsicle. That's right. Do you want me to get you another one or wash that one off in the sink? Yeah. Or whatever Ooh, you might do. That's a good way to. I mean, it's re- a popsicle, right? So, you know? what, popsicle. reduce, reuse, recycle. Just as a popsicle. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. There'll be another test tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so the I I only no, wrote go a away, mommy mommy it's mommy's Cosmo time. <laughs> <laughs> I only wrote a little bit. Um, for the what to do tonight because right. the the summary of this chapter for me really is enjoy your kids mm. that is your job as a that's parent your to enjoy job your kids and enjoy your family life together and remember who is responsible for what is it your responsibility to take that to pass that fraction test no it's not 
So focus on what is your job. And even what though isn't. you might feel this yeah. urge to be like, That's no, it's my bad. responsibility yeah, to, to make, make sure, sure they, they pass. Do. Right. It's nope. not. It absolutely isn't. That's a, it's your that's job to help your mindset. kid. It's a very a, new Because I think mindset. a lot of yes. people will be anxious about the shame that they might feel or guilt they might feel from that's other right. people. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, Same yeah. Other, other parents. parents. Especially I do want to acknowledge that parents, um, especially moms, mm-hmm. get a lot of outside influence and pressure on how they should yes. behave. And oh in chapter God. eight, I am going to Great. blow your mind. Well, I was up. just thinking I cannot imagine how this – how a person operating under this philosophy of the self-driven child, um, mm-hmm. how they would uh, live in the world of big little lies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that show was so triggering for me in the beginning because I was watching these private school moms talk yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't. They don't yeah, I cannot. <laughs> they, would be, they would be forced out. This is my day job. Yes. I can't. No. Anyway. Yes. So chapter five, inner drive. All right, here we go. The ingredients to inner drive are the right mindset, mm-hmm. mm. autonomy, yep. competence, yep. and relatedness, yep. cinnamon, a pinch of nutmeg as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and flow when the brain is engaged, but time passes quickly. Yes. So you, yes. we have all experienced flow. Yep. It's what you really Slab love to do. That's right. So, you know, your kid might be in the garage playing his guitar and not doing homework. For hours on end. Uh-huh. But you know what? He's still learning and he's still getting a lot out of that because yes. he's in flow. And yes. so being in flow actually helps with your brain development. So mm-hmm. finding flow is really important for kids. Is important for everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you think this translates to video games? Yep, it does. And they talk Holy, a lot about video Holy games in, that, in the book. So they talk a lot. If you are a gamer, go read this damn book because it has a lot of great stuff about Get that. Get the fire to spit it back at your parents why you should be gaming. I suddenly feel really great about how much time I've spent playing Candy Crush lately. You should. I was thinking of saying something to you, but I didn't want to be patronizing. Definitely. You're crushing it. But seriously, they do. They talk about video games, you know, and up to a certain point. I mean, they they name different scenarios. There's one kid who, like, absolutely would not stop and wasn't socializing ever and wasn't, you know, there's always the common sense piece to this. Keep it within reason. If video games are a passion for your kid, let him play video games yeah. by all means. Like you, you never, you never know what's going to come out of that. And there's stuff that you can't measure that's happening in your mm-hmm. kid's brain. That is good stuff. Mm-hmm. So you want to find that flow. All right. Now the next part, growth mindset versus fixed mindset. We oh, know Carol, Carol Dweck, Dweck very well. That's right. We haven't covered her book mindset yes. on the, uh, the cast the yes. pod. But maybe yet. you can give us just a brief summary yes, of what exactly. the difference is. Fixed yes, exactly. I'm just going to give you the broad strokes. So, fixed mindset is what I think most of us, if you're like Misty and if you're like me, grew mm-hmm. up with. And that is, hey, you know, you're really good at X, Y, Z. And I would grow up saying, I'm not good at X, Y, Z. It's when you think that your abilities are innate mm-hmm. when they yeah. You yep. know, you're good at what you're you good at. You have a natural talent or you exactly. don't. Natural mm-hmm. talent. It's in your I, blood. It's in your blood. I hate all of I those. They drive that. me crazy. It is what it is. It, yep. yep. And actually they use it is what it is in a really different way in this mm. book as well. Like oh, accepting the situation as yeah. it is and yeah. like finding your own uh, way you can influence it. So growth mindset is when you recognize that you can get better with something over time yeah. with practice. And that failure focus. is an important that part of the failure process. failure is a part of it. Yes, exactly. We have a mm-hmm. sign in my classroom that says, fail, first attempt in learning. <gasps> it's beautiful. Oh. Yes. So kind of looking at failure as an opportunity to grow and learn rather right. than, you know, a non-starter or a stop sign. Great. Yes. One thing that was in the book was really cool because this this chapter about inner drive, a lot of it is the parents saying like, but I wish my kid would just do it this way. Or my kid waits until the morning a paper is due to get started Mm -hmm. on it. And I wish he would just write, you know, a page a week and work Mm -hmm. on it that way. And they love to cite this example that a girl in the eighth grade said, I don't have the brain of a middle aged man. His strategies don't work for me. Uh, I love so her. I God, I, love I hope her too. if I have a so daughter, cute. she's like her. That yeah. speaks to again having whose experience is this? Who who is it a problem That's right. for? And yeah, I will say mm-hmm. you do need a good grades to get into a college of your choice. It's true. Yeah. Your options are limited yep. if you don't have a good right. GPA. Yep. 
Right. That's Which goes back to discussing pros and cons. That's right. They talk a lot about that too. And they, Mm -hmm. one of the chapters later on talks about college in general. Great. Um, and they say some kids just do better under pressure. That's Your me. strategies That's me. just don't I work for them. I always had to wait till like a day totally. before. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and brain development in boys and girls is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And often the people who are managing the education of our teenage boys are the moms. And so they just fundamentally often don't understand the way their sons function and drive yeah. them crazy. Wow. So they said it really hurts me to watch my kid not do his work the way I want him to. To which Bill said, well, don't watch. Oh, my God. I love I know. Bill. Isn't that great? Bill keeps it real. I love it. So there are different profiles of different kids who are under-motivated in this. I'm going to tell you the names of them just as a little teaser, but I want you guys to find this stuff yourself. Okay. okay. So there's the saboteur. Mm-hmm. My kid doesn't motivate himself. He's deliberately sabotaging himself by mm-hmm. not doing things. There's the enthusiast. My kid is motivated, but not by school. Mm-hmm. And the, the point they make there is like you just need to help them find their passion, and that's okay. Not all kids are motivated by school, and they don't need to be. There's the Hermione, and that is my kid is stressed I, ooh, out. I know what that is. Oh, there yeah. she goes. There she goes. <laughs> Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> it's like Yale or nothing. And those, the Hermiones of the world, they say it's, you know, people kind of let them slip through the cracks because they think they're super motivated and everything's great. But that's actually, they're operating based on fear. Yeah, and that's with, me. With I was Hermione's, a Hermione like yes, a thousand percent. Yes. You need to tackle their anxiety so they can feel that sense of control. Mm. And then there's the Eeyore. My kid isn't motivated by anything and doesn't know what he wants. Mm. So with them, with the Eeyores of the world, you want to emphasize self-awareness and encourage them to try new things. So that that's some good stuff in there. I will say that they mention in this part, in this chapter about drive, this book um, by Ken Robinson, Sir Ken Robinson. Thank you. Called, I love him. He's amazing. The Element, finding How Finding Your Passion Changes Everything. So there's a story in the book and in his TED Talk, which is the most watched TED Talk of all time. It's funny. It's so funny. We'll put a link to his yes. TED Talk in show notes. It's so goddamn exactly. funny. So there's a story about Dame Jillian Lynn, who's a choreographer. She choreographed Cats. She choreographed Phantom of the Opera. She's world-renowned. Mm-hmm. When she was a kid, her parents thought she had a learning disability. Yes. yes. And she couldn't sit down and she, she couldn't, couldn't do her still. work. She yeah. couldn't focus on anything. Yeah. So they took her to the doctor. The doctor switched on the radio at the end of the assessment and they walked out of the room and they just watched through the glasses she danced and he said, ma'am, your daughter is not sick. She's a dancer. Yeah. So they got her into dance school and her whole life changed. Yeah. Not everybody needs to go to school in the same way. Yeah. So. I just got goosebumps everywhere. It's incredible. I love that story. And then you need to find a way to work to design the brain you want and that's what you want to do with your kids. It's a collaboration. Mm -hmm. Something you can tell yourself, this is the what to do tonight. List out the things that you sometimes don't feel like doing Mm -hmm. in this way. I don't feel like X, but I want X, right? I don't feel like practicing the piano right now, but I want to do well in my recital. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't feel like doing my homework right now, Mm -hmm. but I want to finish before the weekend so I can go to the beach with my friends. This is uh, a a psychological, we're terrible at predicting future states. So this is helping figure that out. And that's on a book that I will review in a a couple episodes. I cannot wait. Um, Okay, so for dear listeners, this book is so good, but Mm -hmm. because of our time limit, Heather is going to... I'm going to rip through. Rip through and or maybe just... And Lisa's going to rip one. Yeah. Or maybe just um, you know give us like this chapter is about this, right? Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bundle some chapters here. Immediately, everyone is. I I am absolutely listening to this. Yes, or is like they've already turned this off and just ordered the book. Right? Yeah. Thank you. They're like, I got it. Boom. Yes. So the next two chapters are radical downtime and sleep. Thank you. And in these chapters, they really emphasize that your brain is not going to work right. If you do not get enough sleep, and if it does not get enough quiet, too. yes, yes. So what you need constitutes to, quiet. For so the this is <laughs> I like ask because I don't know. Letting your mind wander is really important. So they say how <laughs> Lisa, they say how immediately think about it. Think about it. They even say like we can't stop at a stop sign without looking over at our phones. You're not, not giving. Me, I'm fine. You're not giving. She says as she's scrolling through right. Reddit. No, oh, I need to put this away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can't. You know, your brain needs processing time and time to wander mm-hmm. to tell itself the narrative of your life so that you can process it and reflect and 
think your thoughts, and build creativity. And just so we're clear, as much as I would love to say Mm -hmm. that me playing Candy Crush Mm -hmm. and me watching um, uh, Love After Lockup, that's my new thing, is not downtime. Yeah. It's not quiet time because I'm not actually right. engaging. That's and right. I, right. Exactly. So I do need like quiet time on a walk with my dog. Mm-hmm. I do need like a That's right. meditation. Yeah. Or just, or, yeah. Or just sometimes, Give and this is very time. rare for me, for anybody who knows me through listening, mm-hmm. sometimes I just need to lay there yeah. and quiet for 20 right. minutes. Yeah. It's not even meditating. It's not trying yeah. to do anything. I've just, just been sitting still. there staring into Absolutely. space. Absolutely. Yeah. So they advocate for meditation, mindfulness just resting yes um transcendental meditation is really you know extensively mentioned in the book Mm -hmm. um and they also call people out for judging ourselves by how little time we have in a positive way and how fucked up that is oh i'm just so busy it's it's so busy i've been sleeping four hours a night for two months can you believe my it feels like i I can't even believe we're in july already because i haven't allowed my brain to process this year (laughs) right that's exactly me. Okay, thank you. Oh my God. So sleep deprivation is a form of chronic stress, mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what to do tonight? You need to develop your sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to- Get a gravity-weighted blanket if you can afford it. Oh, that's such a good tip. It's uh, yes. it changed my it's sleep. It's so good. And they say no phones at night, seriously. Or get the blue blockers that help yeah. cancel out the light. Yes. I have that. But they do really say cool like 30 bed. minutes before bed, put your phone away. And they say, your kid is going to argue with you about this and say, but I need it for an alarm clock. And they're going to say, you know what? Go out and buy your kid an alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. And you, all the whole family put their phones charging mm-hmm. out in the mm-hmm. living room overnight or whatever it is. Because these things are keeping us all up. Right. We're not so when they say sleep. no phones at night, do yeah. they suggest like a specific amount of time? Just the 30 um, minutes before bed? Or I think like, they do. Well, also, they say, like, set parameters. Like, what, what am I allowed? Set parameters as a family. Like, if you're going to have, you know, dinner time together and then mm-hmm. maybe a half hour of downtime after that. I'm mm-hmm. going to say, do what works for your family. Yeah. 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 But they say, you know, even stuff that's simple, like when your kid walks into a room and you're on your phone, put your phone down and look at your kid and say, hey, kiddo. Ugh, fine. You know? All right. That's so beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so little, but you go, hey, you're That's more right. important than anything I'm looking That's at. That's right. It's, I'm on level 1031 of Candy Crush. Yes, exactly. You're like, Mitchell? Yeah. Just hold on one Mitchell. second. Yes. Mommy's got to get, mommy's gotta get these LaCroix. two bananas. <laughs> Are there bananas in Candy Crush? I haven't played. No. Okay. Well, you yeah. all were with me. Okay. So, chapter <laughs> Thank eight. You. Thank you, Heather. Taking a sense of control to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids hate school. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Not coincidentally, their autonomy level throughout school lessens every year. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, and more scripted. God. We even make them ask to go to the bathroom. We make them, you know, take certain I didn't, classes. I just peed yeah. in my pants right there. Yeah. It's like just doing what we say when we say it, and yep. it's miserable. Where's the autonomy there? So we're not raising curious learners who are motivated to develop their minds. We're raising kids who are overly focused on meeting metrics and outcomes. Yeah, we are. So this is, this is, I'm talking to teachers right now. Uh-huh. So, so you got to give choice whenever possible. Asking your students, do you want an in-class or a take-home essay? Mm-hmm. Do you want to work by yourself or with a partner? Do you want to do a slide presentation or a speech? Mm-hmm. Asking them what they would want to do along the way. Or maybe you set a certain type of presentation, but you switch up the subject matter mm-hmm. for the kid. So, Do you want me to call your parent or write a note? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Keeping the learning objectives in mind is really important. But the most effective thing that you can do for parents is... Emphasize that your child is responsible for his own education. It's not his teacher's job. It's not his. It's not your job. It's not his principal's job. It's his own job. Mm-hmm. Now they mentioned something called the Yorkie's Dodson curve. Excuse me. I love that breed I of dog. Thank you. Yes, the Yorkie exactly. Dodson. The Yorkie. The Yorkie. So you can look this up. It says kids can't learn well if they're in a state of high anxiety. Sure. Mm-hmm. They need relaxed alertness. Mm-hmm. So check out that curve and see what you can do. Great. I'm going to tell you a story from my own classroom. Great. I had a student who was doing just fine all the time, middle of the road on all, the, all of her subjects, doing great. And then it got to a point where she started struggling with math. She just wasn't getting her work done. Math is hard. Math is hard. And I thought, okay, so the material is getting a little bit harder. This is, you know, it's more abstract and she needs some help. Mm-hmm. So I looped in her parents. We were arranging for a tutor. She was just getting more and more and more stressed. Like even saying the word math and math time, she would start freaking out. So one day I just sat with her while she was doing her math. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that she was watching the clock like the whole time. And then every so often she would look at her um, 
you know, computer screen where she was doing her like exercises in her math and she would just type in the answer really fast and move on. And I was like, oh, holy shit, she can do the math. It's not the math. And I started talking to her about it and she said, well, just every time I sit down to do it, I'm afraid I won't finish in time. And she was wasting hours, hours just watching the clock in panic mode. Oh, because baby. she got one lesson behind one day and it all turned into an avalanche a of cascade. math that she was oh. behind on. So instead of pulling in math tutors, we said, all right, let's get a counselor involved and address mm-hmm. the anxiety mm-hmm. and talk to her about, listen, it's OK if you're behind in your math. Mm-hmm. We can get you caught up. Yeah. It's no big deal. What do we need to do to get there? We're here for you. And listening to her and addressing it. That I thought, I mean, I have 10 years of experience. I thought I knew what the problem was. Mm-hmm. I did not know what the problem was. Right. I was, tr- we were treating the wrong problem. Holy shit. So if we hadn't caught that, she would still be in the same boat, right? And yeah. it would just be misery all the time. So it's really, really interesting. Like this is, you know, not all academic problems are academic. I right. think our kids have more anxiety Thank than we you. notice. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to read a letter from this chapter. And this is really moving. And it's from a mom. Okay. Lisa's looking at me like, are we yes. here? Here we go. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's a letter. All right. Tonight I failed you, and I would like to ask your forgiveness. I know my actions cannot be justified, but I would like to explain what happened. This afternoon, I saw one of your classmates' moms, and she questioned me about your performance on the math test yesterday. I shrugged and said I did not know about a math test. When she shook her head disapprovingly at me, I felt the shame of a negligent mom. My ego got tangled up and confused. When I came home, I fired questions about you about test prep and results. You told I told you I wanted to check your homework and see your grades. Incredulous, you stared at me with tears in your eyes. You have always been an intellectually curious and creative child. You are helpful and inclusive, diligent, but non-competitive. I allowed a mom who was trying to ascertain if her child had better results than my child get in the way of my relationship with my child. I promise that I will never again ask you how you scored on a test, never check your homework or grades online, and never even look at your report card unless you choose to show me that. You are not a number or letter to me. You are my dear gift who deserves my respect. I hope I can re-earn your trust and respect. I love you, Mom. So this is like... It's just so nice. It's so beautiful. And the best thing that we can do to help our kids have a sense of control at school is just simply support them and give them choice. Mm-hmm. Well, and treat them as humans first. That's right. That is what's coming up for me in this book is treat right. them as humans first, not yeah. as are you hitting these benchmarks? Mm-hmm. Because that's how I went through the world. How did I do on the SATs? How did I do with this thing? Did I make it to school on time? Did that's I practice right. my lines for the play? Like it's not benchmarks. It's who yes. they are and how they feel about yes. existing in the world. It's so much more than school. That's right. Yeah. And then they, they go into a thing about homework and how homework, their philosophy is inspire but don't require. Okay. So I am all about that. I will not assign homework um, unless in you know specific circumstances. But there's a lot of great stuff in the book about wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Chapter 9 I already talked about a bit. It's wired 24-7. Tech is ubiquitous. It is everywhere. It is not going away. You need to set limits. and So they can um, get that radical Plan as a family. That's right. I do think here's a nice place with pros and cons too, right? Mm -hmm. Like helping them understand and just getting them to check in with their body. Yes. How I feel after playing five hours of video games is a little tired. I'm sore. I'm stiff. Oh, my God. Versus how I feel when I went outside and played with my friends. Or if you're in middle school, how do I feel when I'm scrolling my friends' Instagrams? Right. Because that's something I have to constantly battle as well. Yes, exactly. Which is a perfect segue into chapter 10 exercising the brain and body right be aware about the brain talk about it and it helps so much to talk about things simply and calmly with your family and helping kids understand what their brain is going through is amazing like saying like this is okay Mm -hmm. you're 14 here's what's going on in your brain here's what you might notice your brain is gonna make you which goes to so if you're just joining us for this half of uh the book and you didn't listen to the last one Mm -hmm. um heather was saying how they they use a ton of science and explain and talk about the brain in the first part. And they talk about that a lot in chapter 11 as well because that chapter is about navigating learning disabilities, ADHD, and autism spectrum disorders. Amazing. Thank you for being inclusive. Thank you for being a friend. I have worked with tons of kids who have learning differences Mm -hmm. and all of these things, learning differences. differences. Yeah, that's stealing that. Yes. 
And God, they say, you, if you think this is something that's happening with your kid, go see your pediatrician and get evaluated. It's yeah. the best thing that you can do to empower yourself and your kid with mm-hmm. that knowledge. Right. So explaining what the brain is going through helps these kids. It helps right. all kids, but it helps kids with learning differences the most or just, you know, in a, in a huge way. And people, I think, forget that. So if the kids can name it and claim it, they can work with it. Mm-hmm. Well, really quickly, this goes back to the mini said we did on the Clifton Strengths because something— mm-hmm. Something that, Lisa, you kept saying to me before I did this strengths assessment, which which helps determine what your top five personality strengths are. Mm-hmm. Now that I have the words for it and I go, oh, yeah. no, that's just my strategy right. brain strategizing. Right. Just understanding that lens. I go, oh, OK. So that's what's happening. I'm not just an anxious, down. crazy person. I can exactly. set it down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I would also encourage, and this may be, they may say this in the book, but mm-hmm. I want to say it. Um, Because my mom was a school psychologist, Mm -hmm. which people think sounds like a school counselor. It's not. It's not. Mm -hmm. They're the people who diagnose learning differences and who help make a plan with teachers and everybody uh, based on plan. Yeah, get that person. So your GP can. Um, prescribe things. That's right. But your GP cannot diagnose a learning disability, excuse me, right. learning difference, like a reading. Right, right, right. Yeah. They right. could, based what on what you're telling them. What they'll probably do is refer you. They will get yeah. a referral. They'll yeah. refer you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, right. and then, to somebody like Amazing Linda. Yes. Who, Linda, and I bet she was so great at that. She too. is great. And I will say, you know, a person who's been doing it for decades mm-hmm. has a different perspective than a person who's been doing it for two years. For yeah. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. not to discredit anybody, but right. um, seeking out a season. If you can, right. seek you out can. a season yeah. or get a second opinion. Yeah. 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 Great. Great. Yeah. I love that. So there's some really great conversations around this where they um, talk about how they frame this for kids and, you know, saying things like your amygdala is working really hard to keep you safe. And that's why you feel triggered and threatened and upset mm-hmm. when that's you feel a unhappy cool in a certain perspective shift. Yeah. Oh man, my brain's in protection. Right. Mode. Thank you, brain. And so they explain. They say for the brain. They say yeah. that means you have a short fuse. Would mm-hmm. you like to have a longer one? And explaining, like you know, a stick of dynamite can have no. a long fuse or a short. No, fuse. I like my short fuse. <laughs> exactly. Mm. But it helps kids who often, if they lose that sense of control, and kids with some of these differences often do have mm-hmm. a lower they threshold, do. right? Because they already have a harder time finding that sense of control That's in the right. world. Right. That's right. So telling them, talking to them in simple terms about what they're going through, in terms they can understand at their mm-hmm. developmental and age level, mm-hmm. is really, really important because then they can work with it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then think through a plan B. Kids with learning differences, it's really important. Okay, if this doesn't go just right or if this Mm -hmm. happens, what do you want to – how do you want to handle it? What do you want to do about it? So there are tons of books – sorry, tons of techniques in this book that can be applied to, um, you know, kids with learning differences and any kid, any person. Um, In fact – some of those differences, as I said, like they increase that sense of loss of control. So mm-hmm. it's more important. Right, right. Yes. There's a great story in this book. It's really short about a woman whose kid wouldn't go to bed and he um, had, you know, autism spectrum disorder. She said every night it was a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he would start yelling and screaming and even get in a fighting stance. And she would, you know, he would. She would say, okay, we're going to go to bed in five minutes. And he'd say, oh, no, we're not. And it would, and she would say, oh, yes, you are. And they'd really get into it. Oh, gosh. It. She said, after talking with, you know, Bill and Ned, she, <laughs> she said to her kid one night, we're going to go to bed in five minutes. And he got up and got in his fighting stance and said, oh, no, we're not. And she said, you don't have to yell like that and kissed him on the head. And he just melted. She didn't realize before that that not engaging with that yeah. was an option. Yeah. So I found that to be really interesting and, then, you know, kind of leading with example, so like, people, we don't have to do this. Yeah, when they this. come at mm-hmm. you with a certain energy, they expect those mirror neurons. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you don't meet that energy, meet that. it's so... Calm is contagious. Alt- it's right? oh. Yeah. Now, this I thought was amazing. Shout out to moms, okay, and, and dads <laughs> and anybody, any guardian of children with these learning Thank differences you. because they have the same cortisol level levels as soldiers in active duty. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. God. Shout out. Wait, can I, okay. the parents have the same cortisol the levels? The parents. Oh, my yeah. God. So we see you. probably have different <laughs> oh cortisol God. levels yeah. from yeah. from their different experience. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you that, that this is, I am not 
this is a different thing, but my mom is really great because I have two dogs. Everybody knows Wrigley and Zoe. Wrigley yeah. is 15. Mm-hmm. And he has, my mom will remind me mm-hmm. when I would get so frustrated with him that he has a traumatic brain injury because he was hit on the freeway <gasps> oh my at a car Wrigley? by like going 75. So she'll be like, honey, he, he cannot... He cannot yeah, he get can, it. He can't get it. Yeah. And so it, she will remind me and then just in a very gentle, loving yeah. way of like, you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. He just, he's it's at not his how limit. His brain works. Mm-hmm. That's not how his brain that's works. Right. Yeah. And I'll be like. Just not going to happen. God, oh, yeah. that's so powerful. That's it really is. Yeah. Because I, I don't see it that way. That's Do you know amazing. what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm just trying to get out the door. Yes, exactly. You are. So we're going to wrap up. Chapter 12 is about the SAT, the ACT, and other four-letter words. Thank you. Oh, thank you Hilarious. so much. I'm going to just let parents who need to read that read that. Yeah. And great. there's a great Please section do. that's like, kids, this one, this section is for you, and it's about helping parents chill out. Great. Okay. Yeah. Chapter 13, who's ready for college? Thank you. Yes. The answer is not many of us. No. no. So parents who micromanage kids' schooling, performance, and work are not preparing them for college, in Oh, fact. Heather and I have both had roommates who were yep. like, oh, you're in college and you don't know how to human. Yeah. Like, you don't <laughs> That's know. That's right. That's exactly it. You just said the chapter. Thank you. You don't know how to human. Thank you don't know you. how to One human. One way or the other, right? Because, you know, either, the, either their parents have overdone it or underdone it, right? Yeah. So you can think about it as a marathon. If you carry somebody for the first 20 miles of a marathon and have done all the training carrying them, and then you put them down at mile 20 and expect them to finish that marathon themselves, that's not going to happen. A lot of blisters. Exactly. A lot of whining. Exactly. So they say that you need to set kids up for success, right? In, In all of their... In, in their entire selves, right? Yeah. They need to know how to eat, how to yeah. prepare and choose foods for themselves, how to deal with autonomy and temptation. They mm-hmm. need to know how to manage money, time, sleep, assignments, alcohol, their body. I have uh, never been so glad that I'm not a parent in my yeah. whole life as to I listen tell you. to this oh, chapter. I was, I'm getting more I excited to be a parent as I listen to this book. Oh, that's great. Because it sounds oh, like you, good, it's yeah. actually like, oh, if the point is just enjoying your children yeah. and not like being like, I'm responsible for every single thing they do. Yes. So chapter 14. I feel less burdened. Yeah. Where are your For kids? my non-kids. There's I don't hope. know. Lisa, yeah. they're right here. I'm pointing yeah. to my ovaries. That's right. They're right here. Yes. So chapter 14 is called Alternate Roots. If school doesn't motivate your kids, then it just doesn't. And it doesn't have to be what motivates them, as we said in the previous chapter. Oh. Not everyone has to go to college. Only 25 to 32 percent of adults have college degrees or attend four-year universities in the U.S. Yeah. We need to normalize doing things differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are huge advocates for also um, community colleges, which are our nation's greatest under untapped resource, yes, in my opinion. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And you can be totally successful without college. That's true. So to really explore what... Um, what lights your kids up and what what they really like to do. Um, and if they say, if you see a spark in your kids, pour gasoline on it. <gasps> pour gasoline, pour gasoline on your children, on your children and it. let them That's light it. them on and fire. Them that on feels fire. right. That's the thesis of the book. So, so nice. they're saying, you know, wow. like find what they like to do, what they do better than others. And nurture the shit out of it. Nurture the shit out of it. And then... The, the end of the book summarizes in a beautiful chapter called Onward, raising children should actually be called lowering parents, like Duh. making them not as useful, right? Because the whole goal of raising kids is to make them not need you. Right. You need to approach your job as a parent so that you are making yourself obsolete in their life, but not not totally obsolete. No, that's that makes me feel good because I, I like to that. raise my dogs yes. so yeah. that if I were to perish, they wouldn't be a burden in somebody they else's home. They would be okay. That's right. Oh, that's so nice. That's For a, a second, I thought you were going to be like, they can go to Trader Joe's and get the groceries. <laughs> yeah. They can cook themselves they have, that's right. a nutritious meal. And that's I was right. like, that is very impressive. Wrigley can open so, up that dried mango. You know, <laughs> my closing words on this book, trust your kids when they're telling you something, involve them in decision making, and generally just chill the fuck out okay okay we're gonna ask you a couple questions this was stellar like i have been so captivated by this book i want to apologize to you for not having read it sooner because i'm really regretting it and i oh it's so good i am gonna listen asap and then i'll do my interpretation of it on the next episode do it for a three-part that would be great um heather it there's so much that this book got right. So I'm yes. not going to ask you what this book got right. Yeah, because you... I knew you were going to ask me that. And here's my answer to that. Everything. Come on now. Yeah, yeah right. come on. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what did this book get wrong? So... <laughs> <laughs> She's got her thinking face on. I think, like anything, your mileage will vary, right? Yeah. Like, it just it just depends. Yeah. And I think if I, if I've... Like, there's a lot that I did not say 
about this book. So if there's even a tiny spark of interest in this book, go pour gas on it. Because there's probably a ton of research and stories and data to back it up. It's so good. I mean, there's so many scenarios. So if you're having a reaction to the like, I am absolutely not going to let my child make decisions, just chill and read the book. Okay. Um, Who is this book perfect for? Okay. So this is great for parents and teachers, um, obviously. And you, use, you already use it a ton in your everyday life. I do. Life. I do. And a lot of it was validating for stuff I already did. And a lot of it was Great. stuff I had never thought about before. Great. So it's it's really, it's wonderful. But I also want to say, again, I think this book is good for anybody. Whether or not you have kids, whether or not you ever want to have kids. Mm-hmm. It's just great in kind of helping yourself to realize like where your own gaps might be and why. Where did mm-hmm. those come from? I found myself reflecting back on my childhood so much as I read this book mm-hmm. and thinking, oh my gosh, now I know what to do when I face that motivation mm-hmm. problem I have or whatever right. it might be. Right? Oh God. Yeah. So that's who it's great for everyone. Who is it terrible for? It's terrible for people who are happy manipulating and controlling their children or people who refuse to think critically. The characters in Big Little Lies. Dicks, Thank you. basically. For them. Dicks. Um, Dicks. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, mm-hmm. but would you say it's practical patty or woo-woo? Excuse me, practical pat or woo-woo? Super, you know, practical pat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. Practical, research-based, STEM gloriousness. Mm-hmm. And do you have a homework assignment I do, us? yes. So this is one that I, you know, kind of did a little also, bit for I'm myself. I'm sorry, but I thought you said well. homework was not good. So. I thought you didn't assign homework. So you can like, choose to do this. I am inspiring you. Oh, and Okay. Yes. Pro, okay. we have a contract with our listeners that's about right. homework. Con, Con yep. homework we don't want to do sucks. homework. Yep. Inspire, not require. Thank you. So my <laughs> the homework I want to give you is think about that I don't feel like X, but I want to X. I don't right? feel like doing homework, mm-hmm. but I want Heather to think I'm cool. That's right. Anyway, yeah, yeah Pros exactly. And okay. If but I don't, I mean, want I to go home and sob, but I want exactly. to not feel inner turmoil. Well, I also, I also really want to say, like, get more sleep and check on your tech, like use and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that like, new screen time feature is a real bitch. Oh, it really is. I know, I know. But like, even if you just <laughs> let your mind wander a little bit more than you already do. See what happens and how that feels. Think about Lisa you. is staring yeah. daggers at Heather. No, you're right. <laughs> okay, we'll so, try that. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't feel like X, mm-hmm. but I want Y mm-hmm. about That's one right. thing. Yeah, and exactly. so so just exactly. to see yeah. if that motivates, like just to observe that yeah. process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Do you right. use it? Um, I'm starting to use okay. it. Yeah. Great. It helps me a lot because the other day, like I did not want to get up and do my exercise uh-huh. because I was very happy yeah. on my couch. Um, but... It, it honestly saying that to myself got me to get up and do it. Nice. Like, I don't so feel like exercising right now, but I want a healthy heart. So I got up and did it. Listen, I want a healthy fart. And so I want to <laughs> say thank you so much. Um, this was unbelievable. This gonna, book is incredible. It's a There's book. a quote, and I don't, it's a, mm-hmm. a Greek philosopher. I want to say it's, Aristotle, but it might be wrong. It's he who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but it's that knowledge is not a vessel to be filled, that's right. but kindling to be lit a fire. Yes. And that's, this book made me definitely that's think about that. so yes. beautiful. It's amazing. Which helps, it, does, it takes the pressure off of you to fill that right. cup, right? Yeah. That's right. But just to just see it's that true. spark. Mm-hmm. It's that's true. Right. And it made me think of that Einstein quote that's very common as well. Like, um, everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it is stupid. Yeah. <gasps> I also like what? the Einstein yeah. quote. It's very Only good. two things um, are ever expanding, the universe and humans' uh, in- incompetency, I think. Or, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, yeah, um, that's I have one to share. It's I want it. I bought it. Ariana Grande. Thank you. Thank Perfect. you. So you like it? it? I bought it. You <laughs> want it? That's everyone knows that's exactly the lyrics to that that song. song. Yeah. This was so So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. To take us out, yes. Tell us one quick story about Misty growing up with Misty. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Oh god. So Oh my God! So there's so curious, many. What's there's gonna so jump many. into just your one, head? Just one. Misty was the most fun and spunky kid <laughs> I have ever known. I know so many kids, you guys. Um, I will say that she, every single night 
for a period of years would put on a show for everyone after dinner and just like improvise, just improvise, put on her tutu. I was involved in a lot of these as well. The two of us did them together, but she would parade around and we would do these elaborate scenes that we just improved our way through. And it was delicious. And Missy, if I say, but Jonathan, don't leave me. You might remember a little bit about what they were. Um, I blacked this out. It's it's amazing. But it's Jonathan, Jonathan, yeah, I mean, full soap leave. operas, oh. full just oh, yeah. drama. Oh Thank yeah, you. yeah, that feels right. It's, Thank you, that and it hasn't so stopped. Right. Since. It was amazing. <laughs> Thank you for spending time with us. And I don't call, I actually don't call Heather Heather. I call her Sissy. That's right. She's in my phone as Sissy, and I call her Sissy. I'm not calling her Sissy. Sissy, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love you. I love you. Thank you for being a wonderful listener and supporter. And where can people find you on social media? Oh, great. Okay. So on Instagram, I'm at HKStinnett. And I think it's the same on Twitter as well. We'll put it in show notes. Perfect. She, yeah, do her that. Instagram is pretty well. I love oh, it. Thank you. Amazing. I try. I try. Yeah. And okay. with that, life is abundant. Oh, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Go Help Yourself, a comedy self help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias. Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast. Twitter at podcast, Or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye. Bye.